Welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 261, and we're going to be talking about reviews of A Chinese Ghost Story 1 and 2. The first one came out in 1987, and the second one came out in 1990. Yep. Three years apart, although it doesn't feel like they were very far apart when you watch them back to back. Right. They look exactly the same. They look similar, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's only three years. I guess it's not that bad. Oh. Here in America, we fluctuate, I guess. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Uh, But yeah, so these are two movies from Hong Kong that are like action, comedy, horror, romance, like everything. It's like, these are the type of kung fu action films that are you know have this like dressing of horror that are on them and they kind of do some wild things one of these is a, probably a little bit more wilder than the other but they all are within the realm I think of horror and it's something I like to kind of bring on the show every now and then because I like to watch these kung fu movies that I used to watch a lot when I was younger so uh, Christina's did, never really watched any. Did you watch these when you were younger? Not these no I've never seen oh, okay. these I've never, oh, okay. I've never actually watched any of these oh i didn't know that yeah this is my first time that's why i was so excited because it was like oh i've never seen these what the hell Mm -hmm. we have like a ton of stuff like that we haven't reviewed too like there's uh the peacock king and then the sequel which is this crazy movie that i want to watch that has some monsters in it but you know there's also some hong kong horror straight up horror movies that don't have any kung fu action in them it's just it just so happens these these do you know mm-hmm. so if you haven't seen them they're up on uh prime you can watch them for free as part of the subscription just look up a Chinese ghost story and it should pull up all three. The third one apparently is kind of like a reboot that was directed by Soy Hark, who is the producer of all these movies. Didn't it get remade in like 2011? I don't know. I didn't see that one. Oh, I, I read it did. It got remade. Oh, so it got rebooted again. Yeah. A fourth, a third time. And there was a TV show and there was an animated. And an animated show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like, that was popular over there. I mean, that was really pretty successful. A lot of people in the movie became famous afterwards and, like, uh-huh. did a lot of work in, you know, Lots film. Lots of stuff, yeah. This movie, actually, these movies weren't actually very um, in the mainland, you know, because as Hong Kong is, you know, separate from because of the British rule or whatever, mm-hmm. they gave back just recently to China or whatever. Mm-hmm. So things are changing drastically over there. So it's always interesting when we talk about Hong Kong, right. uh, like how 
crazy things are different now in Hong Kong versus, you know, because they had a democratic like Structure. governing system. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's pretty crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this movie is is huge and it became huge in all over China. And it became like a, a instant sensation in the 80s and everything like that. So um, there's a lot of interesting things. Like some people were saying that some people think that Soy Hark actually directed it instead of the other director. So mm-hmm. it's really crazy. Um, you know, it's kind of like Poltergeist, you know, when they said that Steven Spielberg directed it rather than Toby Hooper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they just helped each other out. They wanted to work together. So. Mm-hmm. This one of them just liked the love romance story a little bit more than the other. So it was kind of interesting. So we got a lot to talk about, I guess, with this movie. Uh, Christina is this is not her bag. This is not her normal thing. So I hope you got some information and some things to talk about in the movie that you enjoyed or did not enjoy. Because we got a lot to talk about, Christina. Gonna try. All right. (laughs) But anyway, how are you doing? What's going on with you? Nothing. How are you? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, not really. We yeah, didn't eat too. shit. We ate pie. We didn't have any food well, whatsoever. I got to see my family. That was good. Yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> nice, but we got to see them at a care home. So it's not exactly, it wasn't fun. It's like being in a fucking, the kitchen of a hospital. It's not fun. <laughs> So, yeah, I hope you guys had an amazing uh, Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm not mad or anything. I'm just, <laughs> it's just this is the first Thanksgiving I've ever had. Like, Well, no, because we didn't have Thanksgiving last year. We just made food here. Yeah, but we made something. We made, like, a whole thing about it. Like, yeah. This is the first one we didn't. Right. Yeah, you know, so it's different. Yep. We should have planned for it and gotten, like, stuffing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's one thing I didn't, we didn't get. And I, I wanted stuffing and mashed potatoes so bad. That's I know all I my, love. Mo- my mom's mashed potatoes are so good, but we got Christmas, so Christmas. And we're gonna good. do nothing for that too, or, or should we plan now? No, we're going to my my mom's oh, house. Oh, I just want to make sure. Jesus, <laughs> I'm not saying you're not getting shit. Is first of all, getting. I mean, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying that she has to cook anything. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that we, as a collective whole, Christina and I, making decisions. Did not make any decisions <laughs> at all. And it's just because we've been in this weird funk of a right. fucking place for the past two months. Mm-hmm. So it just sucks. Sucks. So. <laughs> but happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you're having a great time. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into these fucking movies and get this on. Uh, if any of you watch it, you're a fucking legend. Uh, but I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, so we decided to pick one of the characters in the movie as a way to make a drink. They didn't really have anything that we could have, like, mimicked or anything in the movie, so it was kind of weird. And I wanted to do a good shot this week. I didn't want to do this like we had last week. That oh, you're, you're sure this shot. is going to be good? Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be good. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that you know. Right. Now, what's the shot called? <laughs> well, it's based after the character. Um, her full name in the movie was Lip Su Sin, and we're calling this a Su Sin. Okay. She was the ghost. All right. So I figured I didn't see them drink anything really other than, you know, out of bowls and shit. They didn't specifically say what anything was. And I just saw water. Well, yeah, I was going to, what are we going to call it? A fucking choice on? 
Like, and put a dude inside of it, you know? Like, he was in the bathtub. Like, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> anyway, so we're calling this a Susan. And what is in a Susan, Christina? All right, we got a half of the blue curacao. Mm-hmm. And then we have half vodka. And then we have a, a splash of lime. Oh. Lime juice. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Were you not excited? Not really. I'm kind of nervous. All right, let's go. All right. Oh, sour. Oh, it is sour. <sighs> Better than last week. I mean, it's not as bad. It's just a little too sour for me. Like a, yeah. Like I bit into a fucking grapefruit or something. Yum. Anyway, so if you would like to try a Susan, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so let's jump into this kung fu romance drama action comedy (laughs) entertainment film (laughs) from Hong Kong, one and two, part to one and two. A Chinese ghost story from 1987 and Chinese ghost story two from 1990. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. So Christina kicked off the information for the first movie, so go ahead. A traveling tax collector takes shelter for the night in an abandoned temple. When he meets a lovely maiden, he immediately falls for her. Unfortunately, he later discovers that she is a ghost who is forced to serve a cruel demon, and he resolves to save her from the evil spirit. That's <laughs> Sorry, right. That was a horrible reading. I apologize. That's fine. But just you wait, because I have to do these names. <laughs> All right. This was directed by Su Tung Chin. Ching. Ching. Uh, he's also directed The Swordsman, The Longest Day, and Con Man in Tokyo, but he's mostly known for his stunt work. Well, he's done a lot more than that. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff in film. He's actually, the interesting thing about him is that he was actually a stuntman turned director. Mm-hmm. So he did a lot of stunts for a lot of movies. He's got a lot of movies, like 69 different credits mm-hmm. for stunts. Alone. Yeah, and which he's done a few of my favorite movies, which is, you know, The Swordsman 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Part 2 is my personal favorite. I don't remember 3, but it was with Jet Li in it. And if you like... This movie, guys, like, or part two, I'd say definitely watch that movie for sure. He also did Witch from Nepal, Duel to Death, Heroic Trio 2, which is called Executioners, about these three girls. The first one is silly as fuck. I have that on VHS, and I love that. So, I don't know. Just wanted to bring it up. He was one of the guys that he worked with, uh, that he did the Shaw Brothers movie, too. He did the, the Mad Monk which has Stephen Chow in it before he blew up and did all kinds of stuff. Stephen Chow is like a big bad guy in all these movies. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right. This is based on the novel written by Song Lin Pugh, mm-hmm. who also wrote Enchanting the Shadow and several others. Um, a movie was made of Enchanting the Shadow in the 60s. And I also read that that was based on this movie, which I thought was interesting. Uh, adapted screenplay written by Kai Chi Yin, 
who has also done The Legend of the Drunken Master, of uh, Once Upon a Time in China, and The Seventh Curse. Mm, I have that movie, The Seventh Curse. That's a crazy one. And then uh, you We want- did that on the show, by the way, guys, just FYI. And the producer on this film was Soy Hark. He did Once Upon a Time in China and like a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, he's produced everything. He also is a director. He's very famous and he's got his name over everything. So he's produced films like Detective D, Once Upon a Time in China, which she mentioned, Journey to the West, uh, which is always great with the Monkey King. He's done a lot of fantastic films. The Great Magician, (laughs) that robot movie called I Love Maria where he actually played a part in. <laughs> I don't know if he directed that. I don't. I can't remember. I, it might have been. He's done some silly to, like, fantastic, like, fantasy films. All right, starring Leslie Chung, who plays Ling Chao San. He died at the age of 46. Uh, he was in Ashes of Time from 1994, Crazy Romance from 1985, and A Better Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Joey Wang, who plays Lip, Lip Su Sin, uh, was in a Shanghai story from 2004, Point of No Return from 1990, and God of Gamblers. Okay. And then Wu Ma, who plays Yin Chik Xia, uh, he has 291 credits. Uh, he was in The Dead and The Deadly from 1982, uh, House of Fury from 2005. He's also a director, too. He's done a lot of different fucking movies. The Manchu Boxer. Brave Commando, the Chinese Ghostbuster. Plus, he's written and acted in just about everything. He was in Journey to the West, Iron Monkey 2, which wasn't the best. High Risk, which is a pretty fun one. He also starred in the Chinese uh, Ghostbuster as well. And many, many, many more. Wai Lam, who plays Ha Sia Ho, uh, was in Dragons Forever, Long Arm of the Law, and 24 Hours Ghost Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget for this film was five point six million, which that's a lot, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's pretty fantastic. They do a lot of really great stuff, and they have a lot of really big sets. So I mean, like a lot of that's uh, expensive shit. It's what they used to do back in the day that they don't do anymore, really. Mm-hmm. And what did you think <clears throat> of the movie? Well, this is a classic. You know, it feels like a classic movie altogether. The story, everything. Um, I'm I'm sure it was like really considered different for its time too, because it's about a guy who happenstance falls upon a woman. You know, even in I'd read that they were trying to switch the roles before, mm-hmm. and I guess in the book it was this way too. But it's like drama, kung fu, horror, comedy that delves a little bit deeper into the romance side of it between a man and a ghost. Um, But it spends a lot of the time with those two main characters. And I think that's why people like this one is because those two characters in particular really shine in there. There are other characters, obviously, and they are all very caricaturesque, you know, style characters that he's really good with in these stories. Um, But I also know this, this movie used a lot of the same music that you would hear in Cemetery Man, which I heard some of the notes, or maybe they used some of the sort of sounds that came from that somehow, Mm -hmm. some sort of patch or something. But if you guys know what that is, it's Cemetery Man, a.k.a. Delamorte Delamore. I swear to God, if you listen to the beginning of that movie and Chinese Ghost Story, you will fucking hear the two, and you'll be like, oh, my God. At first, I was like, oh, my God, that's dead alive. And then I was like, no, that's not it. Just wanted to point it out. But this movie does deal 
a quite a bit of with that romance element and some may not like that but give it a chance because it is you know kind of like a well-rounded movie it's supposed to be an entertainment film kind of like you would see a marvel movie with like a heaping of like horror thrown in you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's made to be a very mainstream picture um at the time so they want to attract everybody including kung fu fans and action fans but not just so they want an overall story to please pretty much everyone like they do in the mainstream movies here. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, there's some pretty great fight scenes and jokes on display here. Um, pretty normal for these types of films, too. When I see these like kung fu action films, they're kind of all well-rounded with this like jokey kind of fun way about them. Mm-hmm. That they have these like really obvious jokes that they like play on for long periods of time and just over the top humor in situations. But the horror element in this isn't exactly scary or anything, but it's probably a little bit more silly if you really think about it, but it's in there. You know what I mean? It's definitely in there. There's some like corpses and stuff like that. There's some weird, like crazy plant creatures and shit like that, which is pretty cool. I think it's really entertaining. Mm Mm-hmm. It does have some blood and gore. They have some beheadings and some really kind of dark humor in there at some points where you shouldn't feel like you should be laughing, (laughs) but you kind of (laughs) do. Plus, it had a a couple of melty transition people, like weird shit that's going on with like, I don't know. It just looks crazy. You'll see what I mean. But if it if it doesn't like satiate your interest, you know, I think, you know, maybe these aren't these type of movies for you. But if you've ever seen sort of like the schlocky so bad it's good style horror where they just get out there and fucking make a movie. It's kind of feels like that on a bigger budget. And so some of the creatures and things like that look a little silly, but it's like, I don't know. I I admire it. I admire it because they put it in there and they actually wanted to have stuff like that in this. Now this one is the character driven one. The next movie is going to be a little bit different where it excels. This movie does not. Mm -hmm. And where this movie excels, the other movie does not. Mm -hmm. So they're both kind of good in their own way. Um, I enjoyed this one. I'd probably give this a seven out of 10 Uh, as far as like Kung Fu action films go. It's not my favorite, but it is pretty damn good. What did you think, Christina? It was okay. Like all the fight scenes were really amazing. And then I really enjoyed the humor. Like you were saying, it was kind of dark. Um, It did have evil dead vibes in it. Sure. There's like a killer tongue in it, which I thought was awesome. They do a couple scenes in the movie that that really do kind of make you feel like mm-hmm. Evil Dead and a couple other horror movies like that. They, they tried to borrow some of the stylings from like the camera work. Right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the love story and it was a huge part of the plot. Yeah. And it was really annoying. Like the love story between the two was very annoying. It, it could was have been very, worse. It was very slow in those parts. Mm-hmm. Um. But those are funny, too. Sometimes. But it was still pretty slow. I got kind of bored. I, I My mind started drifting. Um, there was the mystic music, like you were saying, was amazing. Like the Cemetery Man. I just realized that when you said it. Mm-hmm. But it's moody and romantic. That really is sums up this one. Really? You think that 50% is too much? Yeah, I do. I mean, honestly. It's I, if, if, I don't if, like it. Well, because... I, I don't consider this a full-on romance movie, though, because most romance movies, it's 80%, 90% yeah, but fucking But he romance. was, like, chasing after her. Like, this whole thing wouldn't have happened if, you know, they didn't fall in love and have all these, these cutesy little things in between. I don't know. I wouldn't mind owning it, though, since I, you know, we'll talk about the second movie, but 
Well, it's like, I uh, feel like I never I, get to watch movies like this with anybody. So I'm glad that you liked it enough. I gave it a six out of 10. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. I thought you were going to give it a four or three. No, or I just didn't. I mean, like I said, I like the music. I like the action in it. I like the humor. It feels like an anime almost. Yeah. Not this one, not so much. The second one, way, way. more. Um, but this one kind of has like that anime live action style to it where everything's kind of ridiculous and silly and they just kind of throw it together. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like, you know, heartfelt and, you know, I don't know, just a tale of love, I guess. But I don't think it's as, as bad as she's saying as far as the love. I feel like it's like 50-50. But if you don't like that stuff. Right. No, it'll feel like it's, it's, annoy it's, you. it's 99% of the movie. But that's just hyperbolic. You know, that's all I'm saying. It's really not that much in the movie. There's a lot of beheading of people. There's like plant creatures like rolling people up and smashing them it was good parts this movie yeah. had good parts there's some really cool things in it and they have some weird jokes that are like i don't know i don't even know how to explain that we were just like huh it's almost like bugs bunny getting dressed up in like a ch- as a chick kind of humor mm-hmm. do you know what i'm talking about yeah it, like they do this in a lot of their movies i've noticed and just so you know, this is like a period piece, like taking place back with swords and like magic and like stuff that's like almost on the verge of myth. Ancient. Ancient Chinese type lore. stuff like lore. So if you're not into those kind of things, I mean, this is that's kind of the style of these movies that I always liked and I enjoy the most. I do like some of the more modern ones, too, that like Jet Li and stuff did. Uh, and of course, you know, Jackie Chan and shit like that. But just so you guys know, this stuff is like, you know, periodic piece. But, you know, that's like the coolest shit, you know, like they're doing flips and shit. They, you know, kicking chairs and fucking rolling around. And I don't know. It's just crazy. <laughs> and that's the funny thing is, is the main guy isn't even like a martial arts guy. It's the girl and like everyone else but him. That's so he's funny. just kind of like happenstance in the way mm-hmm. all the time. But yeah, so you gave it a six, I gave it a seven, 6.5 out of the two of us. Not bad. That's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So if you like Kung Fu action, I mean, this isn't, this is different than Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'll be honest, like that kind of stuff looks pretty, but it is not my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I like a little bit more of a schlockier vibe to my Kung Fu action films where it's just silly. Like people were like riding on ninja stars and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And like fucking just doing wild acrobatic shit all over the place. And like creature effects are silly. Like that's my thing. If you like crouching tiger, hidden dragon, this may be a step down in some degrees for it. Um, I think it's much more characteristic than than those movies. No offense to those movies. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't know. Cause like there was a time when I was watching these, films and they felt like they were all out of the, like the 70s and 80s to us but they were being made in the 90s right when we were watching them mm-hmm. so it was really weird it just felt like this old style of camera work and shit that had been lost that like these no, places it's because were the people who are doing those movies were, were raised in the 70s so they want that nostalgia just like right now everything's reverting back to 90s well, yeah it might be a style thing for 80s. sure because I don't know. It just felt like I felt like, wow, I'm watching something from the early, like late 70s. And it was like, nope, (laughs) it wasn't. It was like, right. It was just like five years earlier. And I was like, holy shit, the way it looks like there's smoke all around and all this shit. Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) Uh, I don't like the dressed up kind. I like the like 
cut people's heads off, making jokes, doing some crazy shit that you would never see in a fucking movie mm-hmm. um, kind of action. Like, I, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do have a little bit of trivia here. It's not a whole lot. Uh, so if you don't want anything spoiled, we're going to get into our spoiler section and some of our scenes and some of the things that we enjoyed or dis- did not enjoy. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So Leslie Chung, who played... Uh, What's his name? Choi Choi San. I know that's Lin Choi San. He was the main guy, the 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 guy that falls in love with the girl. Mm-hmm. He'd originally declined the role for the film since he didn't really have a good experience shooting a periodic piece. After Soi Hark and art director Kenneth Yee convinced him that it is actually a modern drama and a periodic piece, Leslie agreed to do the film. Oh. Which I think he's really good in this film. He plays like innocent and dumb and naive really well in this um joey wang which is the female the woman who's in this movie uh she actually became really famous after this and she didn't even actually speak hardly any cantonese at the time oh so most everybody was speaking cantonese on the in the wasn't she from Taiwan? Isn't that why? I think so. I yeah. don't remember. She was mostly communicated with her fellow co-star Wu Ma, who has been around the the place. everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, I believe it was the Taiwanese uh, dialect. He spoke both. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, dude. Can you imagine? I mean, that uh, that happens a lot more than you'd think. Uh, so what what kind of like caught you off guard in the very beginning of this movie, Christina? Like. We know that this guy's like a tax collector. He's going around trying to collect taxes. He catches a murder on the way to this town, which was one of the first things that I thought was really fucking cool. I thought it was weird. I was like, where are they going with this? And it was kind of hard for me to follow at first. I had to like get used to it. But... I think they were like Imperial Guards or whatever. They were like going after these guys. I... Uh-huh. That one guy was like fighting a couple of guys. He gets blood all over his face in the middle of the rain. That's right. He cuts the fucking dude's head off and it's like mm-hmm. splashes his face and he's just like, ah, and the guy's like, oh, would you like a, a dumpling or something, yeah. a, a rice dumpling or something? And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll eat it real slow. And then he spits it out because he's scared of this guy. <laughs> he's a bad guy, I guess. He's like part of some sort of bad group, uh-huh. but the guy's nice to him. I think that's why he acts that way. Oh, okay. He's being nice to him because he got blood on him. <laughs> Yeah, like, Jesus. That was pretty fucking crazy. He's like, he wears this little backpack that he always carries around with him that has, like, this little... Little tent. Little tent over top of it. And then he even has, like, a umbrella with, like, a hundred holes in top. You know, like, it's pointless, but he still carries it around because he's humble. And he's the tax collector, which just seems so weird. So he basically goes businesses to businesses to collect taxes, and when he opens his book up, he was like, uh, they were like, how much do I owe? And he's like, uh, let me see your books first, because the rain got his books wet. And so he can't tell. And the guy's like, ah, oh, well, if you don't have it in your book, so I'm not paying. <laughs> so then he gets in trouble, right? And that's where this whole thing starts. They're like, get out of here, you know, get out and you kick him out. And then they're like, he's like, well, I need a place to stay. Is there anywhere I can stay? And they're like, oh, you can Stay at the local fucking temple. He should have just stayed in his tent, his backpack tent. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> so he goes, everybody, this is like weird part where everybody's like, did he just tell him to go to the temple? They're like, we should tell him, we should tell him. And then every time he turns around, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just kind of minding our own business. And then when he 
faces forward, they keep talking about, oh, my God, he's going to die. I bet he's going to die if he goes to the temple. <laughs> it's like, it's just this weird humor. Instead of people, yeah, warning him, like, not to go. Right. Like, I don't know why nobody did, which makes him coming back from spending the night even better. Mm-hmm. Because he spends the night in there, and you see, like, these corpse zombie type things that are up in the attic. And they're, like, crawling around trying to reach down to get him. And he, I think he wakes up in the middle of the night because there's, like, a fight. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it was? Like this bearded guy who comes, he's like a magic, he practices magic. He's like fighting some other nemesis. Yeah, I don't been, know why. He talks about fighting him for like seven years and like they get him in the middle, like this Choi, Choi San, this tax collector. He's like trying to break him up, <laughs> which is stupid because they're fucking clearly going to try to kill each other. Mm-hmm. But they make it a little fun thing where he's kind of in the middle and so they don't kill him. Or mm-hmm. kill each other at that moment. And they have this conversation. He's like, well, maybe you should just wait till tomorrow when everything cools down and then you can start back up again. He's like, I like that idea. Let's do that. You know, <laughs> it's like, what? And then Choi San is like trying to find a place to stay still. Mm-hmm. And like, because he, he doesn't want to stay in the temple because it's spooky and creepy. Well, and there's werewolves. Yeah. Well, they, they had, oh, that's eyes. right. Yeah. Yeah. Which they reused in the, uh, Footage. The second movie. Yeah. The second movie, which is funny. Right. But they were creepy looking wolves. Were they wolves? Or some what else would they be? They look kinda like German shepherds with like red eyes. <laughs> they were wolves. <laughs> I don't know. I mean maybe. German shepherds. I mean, we saw the fucking like coyotes like on fucking TikTok. Like that guy has a coyote that comes in his house and yeah, like, that plays looks with like his a cat. raccoon. <laughs> plays with his fucking cat. Like I would not let a coyote play with my fucking cat you know what i mean right. like that's what they eat <laughs> anyway um <laughs> but yeah he goes back and after he makes friends with this monk bearded guy he he's kind of like you know you stay in there and you see anything like everybody keeps wanting them to stay there just to see what will happen mm-hmm. because they don't think he, he's gonna last there and that's when he meets su sin right and he doesn't even realize that he's met this ghost for like most of the movie and everybody keeps telling him she's a fucking ghost and he doesn't and he's fucking like, no, believe she's her. not she's <laughs> flesh and blood she only comes out at night maybe she's a vampire <laughs> you know what's funny too it's like some of the um styling of the humor in this is very um three stooges did you notice no like he'll be trying to come inside his uh in the temple and then he'll knock something over and then the the corpse will fall through the floor Remember the door came down mm-hmm. and smashed him into the basement, like all three of them. Oh. And they fell down in there. Mm-hmm. And they're they're big, googly-ass-eyed raisin people. Like, they look like shriveled raisin bodies. Like, they look really <laughs> weird. And their eyes are just ginormously, like, big. Mm-hmm. Like a puppet. Like, it looks like a fucking puppet. There's scenes of where people are dressed up as these things and mm-hmm. sometimes, and then there's actual like time lapse, like claymation of them decay. And they also have puppets like stick puppets doing these things as well, which I thought was really like it added a whole different element. It added a whole different element to it. But yeah, what did you think of the creatures? Like, did they look stupid to you or did you like No, I thought they looked cool. It's like... It's cool to see the practical effects, the cheesiness of it, because it's like folklore, you know? It's not... It looked like foamy. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, they've had stuff like in the... What was it? The um, 
the heroic trio, they had a skeleton that looked very similar to that, only it was red. Mm -hmm. And it was like climbing up the side of a building and fighting them and shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it makes sense. They got probably the same guy uh, who did that. Meanwhile, like there's like scenes of the Sue Sin girl who is seducing fucking men and like taking him up to her room and then when she's done letting them like make love to her which she's forced to do by the way she is forced by an evil entity to have sex with men woo them into a sense of security and then suck their soul and then basically she shakes her leg and it and it does the like fucking bells and then the bells alert the fucking demonic tree man to fucking wrap them up and like eat them and shit and then it drains their bodies he eats their soul essentially, but leaves their husk. Right, as which like is still alive. Corpses. And that's what that those things are. But they're allergic to light too, which is even more weird, including every ghost. So the corpses are allergic to light. The girl is allergic to light. So is the demon tree. Everything. Mm-hmm. It's just light like, is bad. Yeah, because good. I guess I, I don't know. They're not vampires. That's all I know. But as soon as I saw those corpse things, I was like, oh man, this is amazing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like there's that scene where. The, the 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 corpses are about to get him they're like reaching for him and he opens up the window to like look outside and then they just melt into this like Mush. disgusting like foam and then he's like oh there's my soap and he picks it up and like <laughs> smells it and tastes it and stuff and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> he drops something in the the muck mm-hmm. and looks for it and then he found it and it was like in this fucking like raisin people muck he was like Ew, it smells bad there was also singing in this movie. There was one scene where the bearded guy sings. Yeah, it was weird. Talking about his dough. Yeah, and then towards the end, too. It's the like... same song. It was weird. They did it in the second one, too. But yeah, it, they did. It was they? like each of the magic guys are like in a constant quest to learn more. Mm-hmm. And so he's like trying to get his... I forget what he called it. His dough? Yeah, D-A-O. Dow. Dow. Yeah, he's trying to get... Which, if you, Dao means to basically, there's different translations of it in Chinese, uh, because multiple things can be multiple meanings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they say stuff to, like, go to, reach, arrive. I think what it, it, it means is he's trying to reach his destination or his destiny. So he's trying to reach oh. his Dao. His destiny is to help this kid in mm-hmm. some way. This dumb fucking kid who is falling in love with a goddamn ghost that he normally kills and beheads her sister. Right, that's right. He does. Because there's this entire scene where the ghost, uh, Sue Sing, goes back and he shows up to her house and they're about to make love or whatever, or they did have make love, and then he has to hide in the bathtub while the tree, Mm -hmm. the monster tree guy, is walking around like a... like. Like a madam or something. Like a madam. They keep calling him madam, which I was confused by a little bit. I'm like, well, it's 1989, so they were forward thinking, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But we weren't sure because they do that in these movies. They change people's voices. They dress dress up women as men. It's a demon. Like, it it takes different forms. Well, and I've noticed that in other stuff that I've seen. You know, Mm -hmm. like they have the effeminate features sometimes. Some of the evil people oh so are you saying evil people are women no I'm, well, 
I don't think that's funny. I'm just kidding. But no, I'm being serious. Like I've seen it in animes and like all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, but anyway, that, yeah, that song was really fucking weird and it's not good. He's not a singer. (laughs) It's really out of key, but it's just in in there. Even in their language. Like it was like, what are you doing? In in Swordsman 2, they do a song in there too. Mm -hmm. Are you done? I don't know how I remember this from that movie. It's either that, it's either from Fong Sayuk or from The Swordsman. Because he plays this song on the on the fucking <laughs> it's like that thing where you set it on your lap and you pick at it. It's like a Japanese guitar sort of thing. Uh-huh. It's not like played like strumming. Right. It's like picked. Yeah. And you lay your fingers on top on the neck. So it's really weird. I don't know. Anybody that's seen The Swordsman 2, shout out. All right. Yeah, just let me know. Because <laughs> I feel long. Anyway, why do you get so bad when I sing like stupid shit? Does it embarrass you? What? No. Is it embarrass you? Is it's that what it is? annoying. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's annoying to you guys too, though. Sorry. 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 Next time you do something you enjoy, I'll definitely be like, it's annoying. Okay. Anyway meanie uh so what else happened is there's anything else that because later on he gets to fight him there was a part i think it was after when he got stuck in the bathtub and there was a oh we we talked let's talk about that actually we forgot to mention it we got off on a tangent the bathtub uh yeah so he had to hide because they walked in right he's holding his breath the entire time inside this fucking it was goofy. It's like a barrel. They, it's like a half a barrel. They kept going back and forth. It was a really long scene, too. Mm-hmm. And the, he was just trying to hide, and then he accidentally kisses him. You know, all that bullshit. Right. But then I think they left, and then he got out. And then there was this part with a cobra snake. Like, a cobra snake like pops Oh, he tries nowhere. to protect her, and, and she's he, the one that would protect him, actually. Yeah, but it was a real snake. And I, cause I was like looking for like the glass, like to separate. No, cause you could see him taking it and it flung. I'm pretty sure it was real. I, it could have been. I mean, it's hard to like mimic them. They had fake snakes, of course, back then. Right. But it was funny cause he like, he just like hit the snake. That part was cool. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and then towards the end, uh, they, they're like down in the basement for some reason and she's trying to get out. And there's all those bodies, those those zombie uh, body things that are really cool. And they're all over the place. And she grabs a ladder. I don't know what. And she like she can't. She keeps putting the ladder on the body, and it keeps pushing it. Oh, the and, raisin people. Yeah, yeah, the raisin people. And then she put the ladder on top of the guy's head. It was so funny. That was that was a Three Stooges <laughs> type. That's of what thing. I mean. It's got that type yeah, of humor. Right. It's just silly like that, but I don't know. It kind of works with these movies. And then the big creature towards the end was really cool. Well, yeah, they didn't really show it too too much now, did they? They didn't. Because the bearded man wants to use the uh, Choi San as bait to kill the tree devil. Mm -hmm. So he gives him a bell to ring when the creature is near. And that's when they get into that whole basement hijinks. Because he's scared, he's scared of he's scared of Sue Sim because she's a ghost, right? Because the bearded man shows him the grave. He's like, "See, she's a fucking ghost. She died years ago." <laughs> like, what are you doing, fucking a ghost? <laughs> You're not Dan Aykroyd, okay? 
Uh, do you believe in magic? Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but the bearded man sticks his tongue out at the old dame, which is the tree devil tree man, I think, unless I'm confused. And the tongue of that woman comes out of her mouth and it goes wild and eventually <laughs> just wraps him up in it. But it's but it's stopped by the, the bearded man's sword and he just shreds it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool. This is like this fight scene or whatever. And then the tongue turns into a giant pod mouth creature with like rows of teeth that looks mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's weird. It comes down to a tip, like a flower would mm-hmm. if the flower were flat. I don't know. It's weird. But eventually it gets scared and disappears underground, t- taking sin with him. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah, and the bearded man and Choi's son decide to go save her, but her ashes are mixed with everyone else's, so they have to dig up her grave, and they find everyone's ashes at her grave. So they they did it intentionally to try to confuse them Mm -hmm. because she can't leave the area where she's at unless she has her ashes with her where where she's laid to rest. Her home dirt. Yeah. Her dirt away from home. Her dirt away from home, like a vampire. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, it is kind of like a vampire. But they do find it. They put them all in a bag. And then she finally appears, and they're going to try to bring her back to the physical world by going into the underworld to fight the tree creature. And they go underground and try to... Well, they go into this place, and it looks like Phantasm. Like, they go through this, like, warpy thing. and, And it looks exactly like they did. For Phantasm almost, only oh, that's right. I remember a different that. angle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the bearded man, of course, is in there with them. They see, like, horses and soldiers, and in the center of this temple is where the fucking evil tree priest is, you know? And it's, like, really, really foggy, and the bearded man basically destroys all the cho- troops with Choi San, who saves Su Sin, uh, but there's like a like a wall of arms that keeps trying to stop them, and the bearded man shoots the devil guy with an arrow, and it's like later Sue gets the sword and attacks the devil, and uh, it strikes him in the head, and releasing hundreds and hundreds of tentacles and heads <laughs> that pop out from his stomach, which was really cool looking. Like I really like that. That is super cool. Um. And they like fly around on these tentacles. Like, I don't know what, what the fuck. And they start biting like the bearded man and shit, right? Right. They're biting everybody, really. And then uh, <laughs> they start beating her or him. And eventually, Choi Sun takes the bearded man and Su Sin back into the real world. But the sun is coming out and she has to, of course, hide from the sun. And she's supposed to, if she goes back to her urn, then she can't come back out. She's mm-hmm. like, she goes to heaven or whatever. She the gets fuck it reincarnated. Is. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so she goes back to her ashes before he can say goodbye. And uh, the bearded man's like, she's gone already. And so then he's like sad. And it's like this really sad, fucked up thing. The end. And that's the <laughs> end. They like go walking off into the wilderness with the bearded man. And he's like, I'm going to be at the temple. If you need me, you can find me. And then Choi San goes back to his hometown. That's yeah, it's kind of well. It was a kind of a happy ending. I guess she didn't. She didn't. She wasn't enforced into ghost slavery. I was. Ex- by I demon was. And- yeah, I was ecstatic that she didn't exist anymore. No, she got reincarnated. <laughs> That's- they even had the conversation that she would get reincarnated and he would wait for her, which leads us to a Chinese ghost story 
two dose. Right. Uh, I don't know. You know, more and more I think about how much was in this movie, the more and more I realize that this did have some pretty wild stuff in it, you know, with the heads and stuff, but it was yeah. just so brief. Yeah. It didn't last very yeah. long. Like the pod monster and the, the everything heads. Everything revolves around the romance. Blah. Whatever. I mean, it was in there uh, pretty, pretty thick, but that was, so you cared about the two characters by the end, right? I guess. But you know what? That kind of shit was like huge back then. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Back then, said, 87, so. 89. Yeah. yeah. That was right around like romancing the stone, war of the roses. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Harry met Sally, all that shit. I'm sure they took cues from each and every one of those. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, uh, what was it called? <laughs> Money pit. I love that movie. I love that. Yeah, movie. That's I a, that's a romance. That's a romance movie. Christina. Did you hate <laughs> that one? <laughs> It was funny. Oh, thank God you're here, honey. I I was telling the Care Bears that I, <laughs> I think I saw Care Bears earlier. And she tries to pull on the rug and he falls through. It's like early Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's, it's, like early. it's weird to think that he was like a comedy guy like back then, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he started doing like My Red Shoe and Philadelphia. Philadelphia. He was, that was a really good role for him. He was very serious. Wasn't it Bruce Springsteen's song? I think so. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's strange. Philadelphia. Oh, it always got to get a song. Well, in. do you remember they had like that was around the time when all these songs would be in these big movies and everybody would fall in love with the song because mm-hmm. of the movie they love so much. Do you remember? Yeah, it was like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it helped. You don't really do. They don't it really helps. do that anymore. They really don't. I mean, there's songs in movies that people like. Well, it's probably because they, they do those big, like, musical fucking movies now. Like, that Sing movie and that just came out. I don't know. I don't watch any of them. They had, like, really good music. La La Land. Oh, yeah. I guess you you're know right. What I, mean? I don't know. They do way more musicals now. Anyway. So, we do have another movie which we're going to talk about next, which is a ghost story, a Chinese ghost story, part two, which came out in 1990. This is the story of this one is. Where it follows the events of the Chinese ghost story where it left off, where Choi Lang, Choi San is going back to his home and he realizes that things have changed and boy, have they, um, it's a pretty bad situation. Like the entire town's taken over by cannibals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he meets up and he gets arrested and he meets this uh, group of girls that once he gets out and escapes who one of them looks Oddly like familiar Susan. What the fuck? So in this and so the story begins. And what a story, let me tell you. It's hard to explain just in that little sentence, but believe me, it gets wild. Um this is of course Su Tong Ching who returns to the director's chair. And we have writers Can Kito who this is the only thing that they wrote. We also have Kitu Lam, who did the screenplay, you know, did the master, The Gods Must Be Funny in China, which is probably based off that African movie, The Gods Must Be oh, Crazy. Oh, that's right. Um, they did also The Bride with White Hair, they wrote, The Swordsman, Once Upon a Time in China 5. The other writer on it was Tai Mok Lao, who did Once Upon a Time in China 5, Iron Monkey, which is hugely popular. Oh, that one's popular. And the master and the swordsman. Uh, some of the cast in this, we got Leslie Chung, who, of course, returns as Ling Choi San. 
We have Michelle Rice, who plays Yut Chi. She was in Swordsman 2, The Legend of Fong Sayuk 2, Fallen Angels, Drunken Master 3, and more. We got Jackie Chung, who plays Chi Chow, who is in High Risk, Seven Warriors, The Swordsman, Once Upon a Time in China. Shun Lao, who plays the High Priest, is in the movie The Grandmaster. Zoo Warriors, The Swordsman 1, 2, and 3, by the way. Which 2, again, one of my favorites. Tai Chi Master, which is another really wonderful fucking uh, film about brothers. I think it's Tai Chi Master. Yeah. And uh, another one that uh, it's called uh, Once Upon a Time in China 1 and 3. He was in those, too. We also have Wise Lee, who is the swordsman, who is kind of like the red swordsman who has the, like, swords on his back and he has the whip. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He was in Bullet in the Head, A Better Tomorrow, Tricky Brains, and The Big Heat. It's uh-huh. a little bit more modern than periodic stuff. Other than that, I didn't get a budget on this one. It didn't say. Christina, what did you think of the sequel? Oh, well, well, <laughs> it was very, this one was way more hard for me to follow. Sure. There was a, there was a lot going on. It was going really fast. There was lots of characters in this one. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just, it was just hard for me. So I'm just going to try my best. There was a lot of right reading in this one, like yeah. a lot. And it was like going like so quick. And my dyslexia like totally kicked in. It was like, I don't even know what I'm reading anymore. I don't know if <laughs> what I'm reading is what is on the screen. But anyway, um, there's a really, really cool monster in this one. There are cannibals in this, like you said. Um, and at the end, the monster is like really, really cool. Um, there's more action in this and comedy. It was a lot funnier when I caught it. But there is a weird love triangle in this. Yeah. It was really weird. But I think this, there's also spell casting in this, which I enjoyed, especially when it comes to, you know, Hong Kong stuff. Sure. I liked it. It was a solid sequel. It's how it's how a sequel should be. I yeah, think. it is. It is how a, a sequel should be. Uh. I, I, I really, after watching this one, I really want to see the third one. And I also want to see the remake of the first one. But anyway, solid sequel. I still gave it a 6 out of 10. I probably have to, I, I, I kind of want to watch a dub version. <laughs> I think it, I would have enjoyed it better. I know, I know. There's too all much going on. Puritus, but that's why I need a dubs version is because there's too much going on. But yeah, 6 out of 10. What about you, Alex? Okay, well, I mean... This one, I, I think, is, like I said, a true sequel should be, although it does sort of detract from the original story in some ways. They kind of end up roping in some of the same actors, only in different roles this time. And whereas the first focused on the two particular characters with the romance stuff, that is gone. Uh, there is an element of romance in here, but it is like weird. 8%. It's like, I don't know how Which to Which is great. Uh, eh, there's more of a romance element in there. There's probably like 20, 30% in there. But it's less than the other. Mm-hmm. But this one just opens up the like like the number of characters that you meet, like ten or fifteen more, and it can be a lot to handle if you are reading the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even I was getting a little confused because I was like, "Wait, who's this? And why are they there? And what are they doing?" And they don't explain it all either. It's just stuff that they're just there. They just show up. It's just really weird. I don't know. It just seems out of the place. But this one gets amped up like a motherfucker, and there's, like, something new every five fucking minutes. 
best way to to really follow along is just to not get too hung up on details and just go for the ride a little bit because it will eventually explain itself. You just go, oh, well, these are just people in this situation. And if you're paying close enough attention, you'll know what each of their things are, but you'll they'll, mm-hmm. they'll repeat it later on. Right. So you will probably be confused, but the action and the comedy and the like jokes and everything are amped up to 11 on this one. And it, the weird that you get with the first movie is in here only way weirder. Like they get into a sword fight where they cut this monster and like it segments into different parts <laughs> and it's pretty fun. Um, a lot more gore in this one, I think than the other one, which makes this one a lot easier for me to watch personally. Lots of uh, particularly wild scenes that just litter the screen with like this long running gag. Like, they do this thing with he puts a spell on people's hands and like tries to freeze people. And they have this like five minute to 20 minute gag where they just bring it back up every time because one of the guys tries to recreate the fucking design on his hand and it's fucked up. It doesn't work 100 <laughs> percent. So it has mixed results for everybody. And it's just really kind of funny because one of the guys that he he's like, oh, I'll just draw it on your hand again. Here, put it here. And he's like, and all I got to do is say freeze. And then he freezes the guy who actually put it on his hand. So he doesn't know how to unfreeze him. Mm-hmm. So he's just carrying him around this entire fucking tragedy of this monster trying to kill them and stuff. And he's got the brightest smile on his face. <laughs> and I was cracking up during that. The characters in this one are good, though. I don't want to take away from them just because there's too much more. They're all really unique and individual, you know, like they all kind of have their own personal roles and they kind of work out in this movie, which is kind of interesting. The uh, romance in this one obviously is toned down quite a bit. So you won't have, you know, to deal with that too much. But I think both of these movies, like I mentioned before, feel kind of like an anime movie, like you would see in an anime movie. So if you can get into stuff like that in a live action sense, it might be worth uh, checking this one out over the other one. In fact, I think this one's slightly better than the other one because of the romance stuff and because of the slower parts with the girl, which kind of make the movie for most people, other people who are not bothered by that. But, you know, we just want to see some crazy shit on the screen. Yeah, that's all. So we want to see. I think I would give a 7.5 to this one. But you're probably right. It should just be the same as yeah. the last one yeah. because they both excel at different things. Exactly. So it's like, you know, where this one does not have that great character work with the two of them. Right. We don't get it here. Mm-hmm. So did you miss it? Or, you know what I mean? So I was like, well, uh, I kind of like this one more because it is. It's batshit crazy. It is bat more batshit crazy, more violent. So I gave it a 7.5. That well, makes sense, yeah. So, but yeah, I liked it. I mean, if you guys seen it, I mean, if you know anything about these movies, if you never watched them yourself, and uh, now's the reminder that you're getting to hear about watching these movies again. They're up on uh, Prime, both of them, all three of them, technically. So you can watch the reboot after this. We may watch it just on our own. Yeah, just to check it out. I wanted to watch it the other day, but I was hoping it was a sequel. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because this sequel did not do the things that I thought it was going to do right. from the first movie. Like, and it's like they just gave up mm-hmm. and they didn't care. 
And I'm like, okay, like what's going on here? Anyway, we do have zero trivia on this, but we are going to get into our spoiler section where we talk about, you know, some of our favorite scenes and what we liked or disliked about this movie. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. And you can go down to the timestamps down below and listen to what movies we're going to be watching next week by going to the end of the podcast talk. But here's your warning, guys. So. Choison returns and he goes to a fucking his town's fucking cannibal party. Remember, he goes and he gets some soup and he like puts the meat up and he's like, smells it. He's like, well, this smells okay. What is this? It's somebody's arm. Yeah. And then some dude comes walking in and slaps a fucking human Foot. leg down <laughs> on a fucking table and a dog walks in with a fucking human arm in its mouth. And it's like, okay. <laughs> And you realize that there's, like, this group of, like, cannibal bandits that have been, like, living That's there. That's taken over the fucking town. Right. And then there's, like, five guys who are trying to clean up the towns who are, like, these ambassadors for everything. And they come in and think he's the guilty party mm-hmm. and that he's this guy that they're looking for. And it really, it isn't him. He's like, well, you could have shaved. And he looks exactly like him when he grows his beard later. Yeah, it does. It's and, funny. Yeah, he goes to jail. He meets this fucking guy that's been living in the jail and he eats roaches <laughs> and it's gross and well i would rather eat roaches than people but it's funny like he's in this like cell with this old man who you find out literally is there not because he was put there but because he's sick of the world telling him what he can and can't write he's like tells this story about how he was a history teacher and that the the imperial you know, the the Empire was telling him that he couldn't write history because he wasn't talking about the future enough. And then he started to write fiction and they were like, well, you're not talking about reality enough. He's like, well, then I'm going to write, you know, this. And he's like, well, you're not writing that enough. He's like, so in here I can write by myself. And like the guards come in and it's like his final chicken dinner. He's like, why am I eating this? Like, they've never given me this food. And it's like chicken and like this nice rice. And he was like, oh, that's final chicken. And he's like, what do you mean by that? He's like, they give that to people before they write write their name down on the wall. Then I never see him again. (laughs) He's like, you should probably get out of here. And he's like, how? He's like, oh, there's a hole right here. (laughs) Which I'm like, like, what the fuck, guy? (laughs) He's there because he wants to be there. Yeah, he really wanted to be there. And he didn't know if that guy was a bad guy or not. So he got to know him and he realized... That he was a good guy and you never hear from that guy again. Or, yeah, they never hear from him again. Right? Right. Right. Well, I think he popped up towards the end, but it was, like, briefly. Well, the comedy starts off right here, right away, because, like, once he gets out, there's a horse waiting for him. And he's like, oh, wow. Oh, look at this guy. He's He's like, uncle is really fucking, I gotta pay him back sometime. So he gets on the horse and starts riding away, and then you see this guy running, like, that's my horse! Yeah. (laughs) That, That was really funny. That is, um... Chi Chow, Ji Chow. It's J I in the movie. Ji mm-hmm. Chow, which the other girl falls in love with. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Because she can't fall in love with Choi San. Oh, that's right. So she realizes she's got to find another magic man and she falls in love with that guy instead, who I forget what happens, but you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes, oh, if you're going to tra- if you're going to take the horse above ground, I'm going to travel underground. And then he just dives into the ground and you see him like burrowing underneath. And then it turns into tremors. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's a tremor or some shit. Yeah. 
And then, of course, Choi's son is nowhere to have a place to stay. So where does he stay? In a fucking crypt this time, in a fucking cemetery. And, like, which turns out to be the worst fucking thing. Uh, all these ghosts, like, pop out and start attacking him. But oh, bef- before that happens, the, the guy that goes underground, the magic man, is like, you stole my horse. And he's like, oh, well, I thought it was my uncle's. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, no, it's not your uncle's. It's my horse. Why would you take my horse? He was like, why? Well, I, I actually didn't mean to. I'm sorry. It's out there if you want it. Go ahead and take it. He's like, no, we're splitting this. We're splitting this place to sleep tonight because I need a place to sleep, too. And he was like, well, you might want to sleep here with me. He's like, I don't know you, stranger. I'm not going to sleep with you. And he's like, and then he goes into the other room and he goes to shut the door and the water falls on him. He's like, yeah, I already figured out there's a lot of waterfall in there. So I thought maybe you should stay in here, but you're not listening to me. (laughs) So they become kind of like friends. And then in the middle of the night while he's sleeping in one section and the other guy's sleeping in the other, these ghosts pop out of the sarcophaguses out of these like boxed, you know, where they bury people and like, like, you know, the big old stone boxes like that Mm -hmm. look like a above ground. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what Anyway, they come out, they start fighting him, and then the magic man's like, you guys don't smell like ghosts. He's like, I know what ghosts smell like. I I hunt ghosts. That's what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. I'm a ghost hunter. And they're like, they realize they take their masks off, and it's these two twin girls, and one of them looks like Susan, and he's like instantly like, Susan? And he's like, there's no way that she could have been reincarnated already. (laughs) Like beforehand, she she just died like a couple of days ago. So, or, you know, she just, years ago. yeah, she died a few years ago. There's no way that she could be back. She would be a child by now. And he was going to wait it out and find her in right. whoever the, this child in 16, 20, 16 to 20 years that she would be alive or something. I don't know. Oh, but here she is. And he's like, and then even more weird as he's like, I'm not this guy you keep calling me, you know? I, and she's like, well, we came to avenge our father who's in jail. And uh, he's like, I'm not that guy. I don't know why you keep calling me that. And he's like, he's like, my name is Choi Son. She's like, we will call you Choi Son because you want us to call you Choi Son. And then calls him the other name. <laughs> and then he's like, no, aren't you Susan? You can't be Susan, are you? And she's like, you can call me whatever you like. I am Susan from now on. I'm like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on there. That was confusing. That was really weird. There's a lot of. I don't know. They're, they're trying to be silly, I think. Yeah, that was just, uh, I don't know. I don't even really understand that. Didn't he have a nightmare and, like, his face fell off? Yeah, when when he was in the prison, the old man is, like, leaned over, drawing on the ground. Oh, it was in the prison. And you see that eyeballs and face and tongue come out. That was out. cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool. gory. Yeah. He's like, and then Choi San wakes up, and the guy, old guy's like, he asked the old guy, what did you dream about? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, didn't you just wake up from a dream? Yeah, it was weird. And he's like, well, I dreamt that you were falling apart. That's right. He did say that. And he's like, well, why am I falling apart? And he's like, I don't know. You're, you're trying to get it back together right now. He's like, but I'm in jail. I got no life outside of here. <laughs> so, but they keep calling Choi San an elder with his like mustache yeah. and his beard and shit. And he's like, I'm not an elder. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> keep calling me this. That was confusing as fuck, too. Yeah. Then the magic man brings home like a dead body, a half <laughs> in half per, per person. I think he brought it home and he shows you. He's like, hey, I found this outside. I'm like, what the? And Choi's like, what the fuck, dog? Like, 
bringing dead bodies in here. He's like, in yeah, the crypt. In there's the some no, there's some beast <laughs> out in the middle of the yard somewhere. I don't know. He was like half eaten. So I brought it in thinking maybe we could figure it out. And he's like, what the fuck? Don't bring that in here. <laughs> and that's when you see the big giant fucking monster comes. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a demon something. It's a demon, but they call it like a werewolf at one point in time. Mm-hmm. They call it a beast another. They call it a creature another time. They call it a monster another time. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck. It's kind of cute. Like it's yeah. a cute, like you, you want to like, like a goblin. Pet its tummy. It looks like, like it's a, a goblin. It's uh, it, it should be in like Ferngully or not Ferngully. Uh, what's the fuck is that Muppet show? <laughs> what? Uh oh, Fraggle Rock. No, not Fraggle Rock. You're thinking of the crystal one. Oh, dark, dark crystal? crystal. Yeah. No, no. Coming Fraggle down to Rock. play. Then as for another day. day. <laughs> Let's down to Fraggle Rock. Let the demons down play. Down to Fraggle Rock. Anyway, the, the guy looks like a goblin. His ears are hanging by strings, which is really weird. And he's like kind of greasy as fuck. He's got like a, like this weird jelly that gets all over everybody. It looks like vomit, dude. Mm-hmm. It looks like vomit. Every time he touches somebody, it like greases up on him. And it's just disgusting. Gross. They try to fight this thing at first, and they don't know how to do it. And so the magic man puts a spell on his hand eventually later. And that's when he uses the spell against the fucking magic man by accident. And the magic man's got this look on his face like he's smiling. And the whole time they've got this thing. He's like trying to figure out how to wake up his magic man while the monster's like breathing down his back or fucking throwing him into shit. And it's like... He keeps dragging the fucking magic man's body around. That's like a, it looked like a mannequin just about from like everything that he's posing. Like it was pretty cool. (laughs) Eventually after like 10 minutes of this back and forth of like, Oh, I don't know how to unfreeze him. He freezes the monster behind him by accident, but doesn't unfreeze the other guy. So then when he goes to free unfreeze him this time, he unfreezes the, you know, the demon. Mm-hmm. It's like this back and forth, and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Bit much there, but still, they do get into a fight with him at some point in time. They cut him in half, right? Yeah, they do. The guy cut him in half, mm-hmm. and then the top half goes running out the building that mm-hmm. they were in. The door. And then the legs start to run, but he uses some sort of spell to like blow up the legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so weird. It was weird. <laughs> but I don't know, it, shit gets weird. It gets pretty wild in this one. So he goes to follow the like creature, you know. I guess it can take some of the tunnels that he takes underground or something. You know, like tremors. Say that again. You know, like tremors. Yeah, sort of. Except I don't remember anybody chasing anybody through tunnels. But maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Well, yeah. I didn't see them all. So <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they lose track of where the monster is, but it, it eventually goes back to the to the. They call it the Righteous Villa. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's like a mausoleum. <laughs> but anyway, it's it was like, like tra- maybe it was just translated wrong. Probably. I mean, the, the goblin creature is in half and he's like gooing all over Seuss in version two face. And she takes a bath. It tries to eat her mm-hmm. and it, the sun blocks her. From, from getting being eaten. eaten by the monster. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like right there over, but can't do anything about it. They know that there's a monster this time, so they, they set up a 
fucking traps all over the place. They don't know what it looks like, half of them, and they don't know what is going on. But by the time they set up the traps, the monster like goes to town on them, and they try to use this freeze symbol that he put on everybody else's hand because the magic man's not there anymore. Yeah, but he knows all the spells. Yeah, and it didn't work very well. It freezes him for like two seconds, and then he comes back. That's when they all run out of the building and then run into the Red Whip Man, the one guy, the swordsman or whatever, who starts fighting everybody, like, you know, with swords immediately, and they start whipping the fucking monster and shit, don't they? Yeah. They Oh, no, that's right. They whip something, and it scares him back inside, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or did they whip the monster? I can't remember. I think they whipped the monster. I don't know. This one's this one shit was getting confusing for me. Yeah, he I remember the red man did fight him and he whipped his arms off and then eventually his entire head was just off, right? Yeah, I think so. So all the guys that ran out before are now running inside because the bad guys are out there that will <laughs> put them in prison. Right. Because they don't belong to their group or whatever. They're Side of the, the imperial cow. power yeah. or whatever it is that they they never really explain not cannibals but <laughs> the they destroy the monster but it gets all this green gunk all over susan version two mm-hmm. and it's this other woman and she starts like getting poisoned by its blood because it's really bad and uh she's like writhing around on the ground and they're like what's going on with her and then she stands up and she starts acting like she uses some powers or something like that. I'm like, damn, man, what the fuck did she eat? <laughs> uh, but she like starts fucking floating in midair and then turning into one of those raisin people. And that's when fucking Choi San comes running up out of nowhere and just starts making out with that greasy ass fucking raisin fucking looking <laughs> tree corpse face. thing. Uh-huh. And he just starts making out with it, and she comes back to normal, but he's lost a lot of his chi. So the... Did, did it go into her? No, but the guy's, like, trying to suck out all the bad poison from his mouth and spitting in chi into his mouth. Uh-huh. And at one point, he has to tell the magic man, no. He's like, look, if you give me any more chi, I'm going to throw up. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he leaves him alone. It's like, and then she's fine. She's not poisoned anymore. <laughs> and there's this moment where you're like thinking that she knows his past now. But oh, it, yeah. But it's really just him thinking about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's it's really confusing. It is confusing. Um, And then the sister is like in love with him. Right. She tries because, to hit on him. Yeah, because she's supposed to get married to somebody else or something. So it's just weird. That's right. And that's when they hear a monk come up from outside. The golden... The golden, what do they call him? The golden master of the law. Oh. Which is Buddha, I guess, is what they mean. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's this priest that comes out and starts talking to people like he's a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like a little girl. Oh. <laughs> do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, now I remember. And they lip synced this little girl's voice to his. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was really strange. And it was like, obviously trying to mimic a demon mm-hmm. or something. Because we later find out that he's evil. And he's trying to bless only certain group of people while he's not the other. And really, he's just trying to take their souls, I guess. Yeah. And then they, two of them escape. It's the girl, and Susan, too, and, like, mm-hmm. Choi Sun who escape, right? Right. And then they go back to the temple because there's that scene 
while they're fighting that the the priest turns into a big Buddha golden Buddha statue, mm-hmm. and then the magic man's like, he's not a fucking, he's not Buddha. Fuck this guy. He's not Buddha. We're gonna fucking kick his ass. And then he gets his ass kicked pretty hard there, right? Right. Don't they like kidnap him and her sister? Right. And they put him in this weird eggshell wrapping. Yeah, like really an weird. egg roll, like an egg roll wrapping. I don't know what it was. I don't buy egg rolls. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> but he goes back to the old temple, and that's when he meets up with the old bearded man again. Oh, that's okay. The one the from her, from the first right. movie, right. who comes to help him again this mm-hmm. time. And then I think they get attacked or something outside of the temple from where he is, and they all wake up in the inn. And they realize it's the buck in the the cannibal inn. Mm-hmm. And they tried to give him poison so they could eat him. Remember? Oh, that's right. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. It's poison. We're at the black magic inn. And I don't know. Maybe I get that backwards. They go to the inn first and then I don't know. I don't remember. It was just so much going on. Essentially, the golden monk, the, the guy who's the golden law guy or whatever he heads back to their place and the red whip guy realizes that he's been eating people's he's been wearing people's skin ew that's what he's like there's hollowed out bodies everywhere where he goes and it's like an entire town it's like an entire town of fucking hollowed out bodies that's what that was okay i just i did not catch that this is the weirdest part is that these things that are taking over these bodies that are pretending to be Mm -hmm. like this holier buddha guy is really these like weird magical beetles that get inside the people's bodies Mm -hmm. which is like what weird do you remember that? They were like crawling around and shit. Right. Briefly. Yeah, it was br- really quick. Yeah. But they, they, that's what they are. Mm-hmm. They were fucking beetles. And at one point in time, there's this like giant uh, centipede that's like fucking jumping out of the ground and like flying around like a dragon almost. And it's like the, that was cool. Both the magic guys get fucking caught and eaten by them. Remember? Right. And they're in there in these sacks that they can't get out of. Mm -hmm. So they decide that in order to defeat the centipede, what they have to do is leave their bodies using their magic power. Mm -hmm. And they'll come back to them later after they explode the fucking centipede from the inside out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they get together, make a symbol, and then boom, the magic man gets thrown away like he's... His fucking spirit is like can't even catch his body <laughs> while the bearded man can get into his body immediately because he's he's older. He's yeah, trained. It's just, he knows what to do. The other one does not know and does not know how. And everybody keeps trying they're to trying save to him. They're trying to catch the spirit. Yeah, they're grabbing air, essentially. <laughs> Why can't I catch him? Yeah. He's a spirit, you dumbass. <laughs> it's like trying to catch a cloud, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Anyway, so he goes flying off and dying after the fucking centipede explodes. I there is some really weird shit. I don't even get that hold ending. G Chow, that's the guy who his his spirit floated on out into the into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he drops a painting. He drops the painting from the first oh, from movie. The first movie where oh. the father of that girl, Su Sin, had that guy had, had a guy paint a picture of that of Su Sin. Why would he have that picture? 
I think he got it in the the end of the first movie. He took it to remember her. To remember what she looks like. Why was it on the other guy? It was on the other guy? Yeah, it was on the magic. Jichu. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Then again, uh, so that that happens, and he disappears, and you see the Susan painting, Mm -hmm. and then they open it up, and the next scene is Susan 2, the girl who is not Susan, but is pretending to be. She's getting married because she'd mentioned that she was already taken and spoken for Mm -hmm. and she was to be married and he waves her and he's like, happy, happy marriage, you know, like, and she leaves the marriage. She's a bride on the run. Right. Like he, the old man and fucking Choi uh, son are going to leave and just go without her. And they say goodbye to the sister first. And then all of a sudden the older sister shows up, Mm -hmm. Susan too, whatever. And they go traveling together. Off into the sunset. Yep. No reincarnation for this bitch this time. Well, I was thinking maybe they were going to use the ashes to put inside of her or something. And then she could share the soul of the two or something. Or like there would be two souls in her. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they never did any of that. They never did anything with Susan. Right. He was just like, should I love this thing that's not her? But reminds me of her and it looks exactly like her and she acts exactly like her. (laughs) And it's like, no, that doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So it's like kind of pointless in a way, but also kind of fun. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. Um, I don't know. I still enjoyed this one a lot because of all the wild fucking crazy shit that we got to see in it. But it is moving like fast really fast and so it is hard to kind of like really focus we had to pause it so many times Mm -hmm. just to make sure that we were writing down the information correctly so we even knew so if we aren't 100 percent backed up on it my bad okay Mm -hmm. just it's a fucking fast movie and when you're taking notes and reading them it's pretty confusing after a while you know so Mm -hmm. which we're really pretty good at you know we pause it always if we need to catch up we like to watch it in chunks. That way we can write down what we think. Mm-hmm. So you, if you had to pick one of the two, because you're the only one that didn't give it a, high, a higher score, you give it the I, same score. Uh, which I th- which I, would you watch again before the other? I would probably watch two again just because I feel like I missed a lot. Okay. Okay. But yeah. All right. Fair enough. I mean, that's my choice too. I think they're both good, but one is just a little too romantic, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, guys, I, I, this is something different. We wanted to do this week. I know it's, it's a lot. There's man, these movies have a lot of crazy shit. It's, we actually ended up watching, uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Shang-Chi. Like the next day. The next day. And we really enjoyed that. Yeah. Too. We really enjoyed that. And it's kind of like got me into the spirit of like wanted to do it. So I was almost going to pick some Shaw brothers movies that are horror, uh, to do, which is, you know, like the Hong Kong of. Oh, it's like Warner Brothers symbol, but it's like, you know, mm-hmm. Shaw Brothers instead of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided that we would watch something else that would, that would be kind of fun and different so we can mix it up. So that not everybody is like slammed with two weeks of stuff that they don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we picked uh, Man's Best Friend from 1993 which is literally a dollar ninety nine on Prime to rent in HD, by the way. Okay. And then there's Rottweiler from two thousand four, which there is a subscription 
that you can get a free seven day trial for, but it ends in four days. A seven day free trial that ends in four days. A movie that ends in that it it goes off their service in four days. (gasps) Oh, it goes off the service December 1st. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, so you can get a DVD of Rottweiler if you really want to watch it or check it out. It is a really bad movie. Uh, it is a Brian Usna film, which is, you know, one of the one of the horror greats um, who did a lot of, you know, H.P. Lovecraft style movies. Mm-hmm. So he's he's done a little bit of everything. And Brian Usna is actually really good. But I haven't seen this Rottweiler movie. And bet my best or um, man's best friend is a Rottweiler as well. Oh. I think he's a Rottweiler. I can't remember. He's like a mixed breed or something of a Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. But it just looks funny because I remember there was a cat scene where the cat gets swallowed by the dog, mm-hmm. and I, I just it looks like it's going to be like kind of so bad it's good with Lance Henriksen screaming and freaking out all the time as a dad or something or a scientist. Mm-hmm. So and the other one is like a cyborg fucking Rottweiler. So <laughs> <laughs> and it attacks people with some really shitty acting. Oh my god! So I think both of these will be pretty fun to watch just for that kind of thing, and then. We're going to go ahead and kick it off with a couple of Christmas movies or holiday movies we got um, that we're going to be doing. I think there's the 13 Slays of Christmas, and then there's another one that's coming out that is called uh, Silent Night, which is a tr- anthology as well. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll do both of those. So we'll be taking off the 20th through the 1st and then coming back for an episode maybe I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. I was going to, I usually like to do the second week in January for the top horror movies of 2020. And that will be with Dawn of the Discs. So they'll be back with me to do that. Okay, guys. So, um, which is a lot of work. And I don't know how I'm going to do it all with all this bullshit going on. So maybe I will take off three weeks. I don't like to do that. It just seems like a lot. You know what I mean? Like three weeks off. I'm going to be fucking out of my mind by the third week. We'll try to get some holiday horror movies in there this month. But, you know, it's horror all fucking year round for us. So it's nothing new. And we, it, you, to be honest with you, there's really not that many holiday horror fucking movies you can do six years in a row. You know, we did the entire, what was it? Silent Night, Deadly Night fucking, you know, mm-hmm. thing. So I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. But we got a couple of anthologies coming up after that. So stick around for that. But thank you guys so much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed some of this. And if you got any ideas for some other fucking Kung Fu action horror movies that you would like us to do, then let us know. And uh, you know how to reach out to us. So other than that, thanks for coming by. And as always... You have been listening to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.